Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around, and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi, and I'm here with my co-host Emily Barnard. In Melbourne. Hi, Emily. Hey, Dr. Bibi. How are you in Brisbane? Yes, well, out of quarantine, hotel quarantine, so no complaint whatsoever. Good. Glad you made it through. Thank you. Now let us set the energy of this episode eight together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes. Well, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light, and know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. Emily and listeners. Last week, I started to talk about Sigmund Freud's single most enduring and important idea was that the human psyche, meaning our personality, has more than one aspect. Freud saw the psyche structured into three parts. He coined it the id, ego, and superego. All developing at a different stage in our lives, and these are systems, meaning, well, I call them software. Yeah, so not parts of the brain. That means they are not physical; they are all psychological. So last week, towards the end, Emily, you wanted me to elaborate more on the different levels of consciousness that Freud mentioned. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm going to do that in this episode. And Freud's view of the human mind, I will use the analogy of an iceberg. Now, let me clarify that it, ego, and super ego are supposedly our personalities. Like I said, according to Freud, and the it operates only on. The unconscious level of the mind.、Mm-hmm. So, in other words, it's not three levels of ego. 
Yeah. What Freud was explaining is that the, these three levels of consciousness is everything relating to our mind. So the it only operates on the unconscious level, whereas the ego initially is that part of the id which has been modified by the direct influence of the external world, according to Freud. The ego develops in order to mediate between the unrealistic id and the external real world. Therefore, I said it is the ego's function to reality check. It is the decision-making component of personality. Ideally, the ego works by reason, whereas the it is chaotic and totally unreasonable. So the ego operates according to the reality principle, working out realistic ways of satisfying the its demands, often compromising or postponing satisfaction to avoid negative consequences of society. The ego considers social realities and norms, etiquette, and rules in deciding how to behave. In other words, the conscious thoughts are those we are aware of right now, and we must actively hold these thoughts in mind, because if we don't, that data might be stored in the long-term memory or the unconscious mind. And as for superego, which we are going to talk about most likely next episode or so, and the superego works at both conscious and unconscious levels. And since the superego is the moral compass of the personality, it will be appropriate for me to introduce to our listeners the concept of higher self or higher intelligence. So the conscious level includes all our thoughts and our perceptions. So I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. I don't really need to go into what conscious, right? conscious mind is pretty straightforward. I will go over the unconscious level first. And then the last will be pre-conscious level. Okay. So unconscious level is all about our fears, unacceptable sexual desires, irrational wishes, our impulses, uh, violent motives, immoral urges, selfish needs, shameful experiences, so basically, you get the message, right? So unconscious level consists of memories and desires, things that are pretty dark in our personality that the ego is trying to suppress. Okay. Sounds negative. <laughs> yeah, it is. So what about the preconscious level? So according to Freud, they are basically our memories and stored knowledge. Now, why the iceberg of, as an analogy, right, of the human mm -hmm. mind? We have a saying, a tip of the iceberg. 
So the conscious level of our thoughts and perceptions, they are the large chunk of the tip of the iceberg. And the preconscious level of our memories and stored knowledge, they are just beneath the conscious level. So whatever that we are not ashamed to show other people, which is the norm of the society, we show it, we express it. The preconscious level would be, if you look at an iceberg, whatever that we cannot see that is underneath, because an iceberg is basically majority of the whole iceberg is hidden underneath water. So the preconscious level is where the water line that you could still see through the water where the, the ice is, when you pass that water line, then you can't see the iceberg anymore. Mm-hmm. So that is preconscious level. And the preconscious mind is a very handy thing to have. It provides several benefits that the conscious mind cannot supply alone. Because long-term memories are stored in our preconscious and unconscious minds. Because our conscious mind only holds the memories, thoughts, perceptions, and desires we are experiencing at this exact moment. Because the memories are close at hand, our brain power goes far beyond the thoughts we can hold in mind at any given moment. Now, your unconscious and preconscious minds contain all your memories that go back longer than a few minutes. However, you cannot usually recall repressed memories from your unconscious without help or a very powerful trigger. The memories within your preconscious are all right there waiting to be called on as needed. Whether you are experiencing emotional difficulties, trying to make an important decision, dealing with relationship issues, or trying to overcome a mental condition, um, we therapists can help you handle each of those situations. Now, therapists, whether they practice psychoanalytic methods or other types of therapy, help you tap into the thoughts within your preconscious mind. And we do this for several reasons. Such as a skilled therapist can prompt you to remember facts and events that will help you draw your own conclusions. If your psychologist or clinical counselor knows your background at all, they probably have some ideas about what kinds of experiences you might have had that apply to the current situation. For, for example, if you are trying to resolve a conflict with your child, your therapist might ask you to try to remember certain childhood experiences. Then they might ask you to remember a time when you faced a similar conflict between you and an adult. By connecting these memories in your conscious mind, the therapist can help you decipher the differences and similarities between having a conflict with a child 
and having a conflict with an adult. Okay, so you start out with childhood, with with seeing, because that's I guess where problems would start is in your childhood, right? So you try to get back to that. Yes, particularly if if I'm using psychoanalysis, right? Because there are many different modalities. Okay. Okay. Generally speaking, yes, everything that is still bothering us most likely derives from our childhood wounds. Right. Okay. But you don't. So, as a therapist, you don't try to access the unconscious. Is that right? You just go for the preconscious. No, we do. Okay. Depending on the case, if a therapist is using psychoanalysis, then in order to access the unconscious, the most likely therapist will be trained to interpret dreams. Ah, oh, okay. That's not my specialty. Uh, however, I do know a little bit about dreams, how to analyze dreams. I give you an example. Let's say a client have recurring dreams about death,、mm-hmm. right? Dying. Now I, I'm not generalizing. Yeah, I'm just saying that it could be a lot of the times when you try to excavate what that means. It's not literally about fear of death. Actually,、mm. it is the fear of change. Can be the fear of change, meaning. Radical change, meaning your old self has to die in order to give birth to your new self. Oh, okay.、Mm. So it's not just a change, like a a change in jobs or a change in something like that. It's something much deeper than that. Yes, yes. Generally, I'm not saying exactly generally all the time, but. Again, depending on the surrounding context of that dream, of that recurring dream, it has to be recurring,、okay. obviously. Okay. Right. Well, then I have a question. I、yeah. always have a dream that my teeth are falling out. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> can you can you interpret that for me, Doctor Beebe? <laughs> is is I just told you it's not my specialty. <laughs> so is that a, a recurring dream? Yeah, I don't have it every night, but I definitely have it、um, maybe once every few months. Oh, really? For how long、mm-hmm. now? Oh, since I can remember. I mean, since I've been an adult for at least twenty years, I'd say. Oh, that definitely、um, requires some attention. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying because it feels so real, and I'll actually wake up and think. Are my teeth? Do I have teeth that are missing? Like it's it's very much a real feeling. Okay, I I don't want to start <laughs> analyzing here because it's deeper、okay. than because it's not a common recurring dream. Yeah. Okay. However, it's it's quite obvious it's relating to loss. Oh, oh, that's for sure. Losing my teeth, I guess. Right. Yeah. So、okay. if if. You were my client. Then I have to ask some other questions,、uh, okay. not just about. But obviously, it is. It can lead to loss. I'm not saying it definitely will, right? But right. most likely,、right. it is relating to loss or your past losses. So it is、okay. important for a therapist to find out the timeline. So therefore, I asked, 
how long that you have had this recurring dream. And are you saying that most of the time these dreams that stems from our unconscious ego? Definitely. Then it's okay. Always then, always these uh, recurring dreams. Not all dreams are from like nightmares that is bothering you. Recurring dreams that are bothering you, like about death, about losing teeth your teeth, <laughs> or or hair falling out. Right? It can be yeah. anything that's falling out or. Uh, one common one is people chasing after you and trying to kill you. Oh. Right? oh, yeah. So it could be about avoiding or whatever. So these are the messages that our unconscious mind is trying to tell us. Okay. According to Freud. Right. Oh, yeah. According to Freud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do agree that our unconscious mind is trying to send us messages via our dreams. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that. Um, however, dreams can be, most likely it's about our unconscious. However, mm-hmm. dreams can also be about the things that we think a lot during daytime. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to go away and thinking that all dreams are about our unconscious. Well, it is in a way it is unconscious, but not about deeper issues. It could be just like, okay, um, let's say I dreamt about this podcast, talking with you, connecting with you and connecting with the listeners in my dream tonight. So it it has nothing to analyze. It's just, oh, okay, maybe I enjoyed myself or whatever so it's nothing deeper so it's just okay. something um occurred during the day can be okay that makes okay. sense yeah good and another one is a freudian slip it's like uh, oh yeah like freudian slip of slip. the tongue yes. right slip like, of the tongue yes right yeah. so some people say slip of the tongue many people say oh freudian slip and that's right. where it comes from of course one thing that is not good is after making love to whoever, and then you call uh, during <laughs> climax, you call out the wrong name. That's a big Freudian slip. Uh, yes, that's huge. <laughs> uh, most likely can be detrimental to your Damn relationship. Or, yes. <laughs> yeah, physically can be too. But, yeah, oh, that's, so that's, that's a Freudian slip then, yeah. Yes, as unconscious. You're, you're deep oh, unconscious. yeah. Okay. Okay. That, so that's where that, well, how that relates to Freud is yeah, talking that's, about that's our mind, right? Because why do we have the Freudian slip? Because obviously it is not uh, politically correct to tell whoever you are planning to have a sexual intercourse with that actually I'm thinking of somebody else, but I'm just right. using your body. So right. <laughs> you're not going to get get away with that right no that's that's not going to last long exactly um <laughs> so we suppress it deep down and and then we slip yeah <laughs> and that's yes. how people find out yeah ah okay i did not know that mm-hmm. so this has been very um enlightening dr bb i didn't i just didn't think about the first of all the freudian slip yeah. And how that, how that relates to Freud and the ego, the unconscious ego. 
Um, and then the dreams. So it's uh, been informative for me. Okay, great. I hope that is also informative for and and entertaining a little bit for our (laughs) listeners as well. Um, Our time is coming to an end. So next week, I am going to talk about the superego, right? Okay. So we've talked about the it, we've talked about the ego. So next week will be the superego, which I will relate it to our higher self and our higher intelligence. Okay, looking forward to it. Great. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye. Bye. Find, to be honest, the podcast on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com, and that is www.drbarbarakiao.com.